Good morning, good morning, everyone. Good morning. This call Welcome may be to... recorded or transcribed. Yes. Thank all of you for joining today. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Alpha Talk Tuesday podcast. This is a weekly podcast to connect, empower, and inspire enlightened minds to pursue a life of greatness. So I thank all of all of you for joining. Give me a brief moment before I open us up in prayer. For those of you who know, we are still in our series, You Need Boundaries. We are up to part four. We are up to part four of the You Need Boundaries series. So with further ado, I'm going to open us up in prayer. Thank all of you for who are on the podcast right now who are live. I thank all of you for joining. I pray that this series has been blessing you and giving you some insight and instructions on just how to be more productive in your assignment and calling. So Father, I just want to thank you for allowing us to be here today, Father. I just pray that you would give us the wisdom, the discernment, the instructions that we need to be more intentional, effective, and focused in our assignments and gifts. Lord, I just pray that we will be more intentional about the time that we give to certain things, certain relationships, and and so forth, so that we will know what direction we are headed in, Father. You are the only source of good. Apart from you, nothing is good. Apart from you, nothing is good. You are the source of good. You are the source of life. You are the source of abundance. All that is good comes from you. And we thank you, Father, for that good and that you train us to be responsive to that good, Father. Help us to know what um, what seasons we are in and also the types of relationships we have around us and how we should respond to the relationships around us, Father. Help us to know how to manage the gifts, callings, and assignments that you have given us stewardship over. Allow our minds to be focused on you. And anything that may be trying to hinder us from being able to hear you, Father, I just pray that you will bring it down. And that anything that's looking to exalt itself against the knowledge of you, Father, we just come against it with your word, with your power, and with your blood. We trust you. Nothing has overcome the kingdom. The kingdom is still undefeated. Always has been, always will be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, I thank all of you for joining today. I'm just going to do a brief recap on this series. So as you know, we are in the You Need Boundaries series. And what we've been discussing is the importance of knowing what a boundary is. Knowing what a boundary is and the benefits of having boundaries. So remember how I mentioned a lot of the times, especially when you come into the kingdom, um, there's this unspoken philosophy where people think that you're, as a child of God, you're called to be all things. That you're called to be all things but that's not true within every person's gift calling and assignment there are borders you know there are walls there are boundaries and these boundaries help you to identify where you are and where you're headed so I'm just going to go through the statements just a few a few statements from the past series I'm sorry not the past series but the past messages because we are in part four so part one we talked about how boundaries create a space for rest boundaries create a space for rest so when you create boundaries 
you actually create a, a space where you are able to relax and rest in the presence of God to be able to receive instructions and uh, insight. Part two, we said that boundaries create a space for you to receive and respond to God's favor. So boundaries allow you to identify your location in the spirit and be able to receive and respond to God's favor on your life. So you're able to be more intentional and more proactive in your calling when you understand the boundaries and the limitations. The third part, we said that boundaries create a safe space for growth. Boundaries create a safe space for growth and development. So when you respect the boundaries that God has allotted to you and placed on your life, you actually create a safe space for growth and development, not only for yourself, but also for the people attached to you. So when you respect those boundaries, you understand that there are certain limitations that you kind of own. And it's not that you have to own these limitations. It's more so that you respect the process. You respect that there are certain things that you may have to just, um, you may not be able to do. And we'll touch on that briefly today. Um, And a fourth part, which is today, we are saying that boundaries help you to discern difference. Boundaries help you to discern difference. So I'm going to open us up with, um, for as far as this message, the scripture we're going to be starting from is Matthew chapter 12, verses 22 through 32. And it says, Then a demon-possessed man who was blind and couldn't speak. Hold on one second. If anyone, everyone could just mute your phones really quick. Thank you for joining. Um, we're in Matthew chapter 12, verses 22 through 32. Then it says, Then a demon-possessed man who was blind and couldn't speak was brought to Jesus. He healed the man so that he could both speak and see. The crowd was amazed and asked, Could it be that Jesus is the son of David, the Messiah? But when the Pharisees heard about the miracle, they said, No wonder he can cast out demons. He gets his power from Satan, the prince of demons. Jesus knew their thoughts and replied, Any kingdom divided by civil war is doomed. A town or family splintered by feuding will fall apart. And if Satan is casting out Satan, he is divided and fighting against himself. His own kingdom will not survive. And if I am empowered by Satan, what about your own exorcists? They cast out demons too. So they will condemn you for what you have said. But if I am casting out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. I'm going to pause there for a quick second. So notice how Jesus was accused of casting out devils by the power of Satan. Now, remember how I talked about boundaries help you to discern difference. So because these Pharisees, these people who were accusing Jesus of casting out demons by the power of Satan, they didn't have the spirit of God and they weren't operating in the law of grace to be able to discern that there was something different. They weren't aware of the time and the season. So one of the things that boundaries does is it helps you to discern what is in operation before you. These Pharisees did not have 
God's boundaries. They had their own boundaries. And what happened is man-made boundaries do not give you spiritual insight. Let me repeat that again. Man-made boundaries do not give you spiritual insight. So because the Pharisees had their own laws, regulations, and rules, they had in their mind the perspective, I'm sorry, the almost like a certain image of what the Messiah would look like. And because they had their own man-made image of what the Messiah looked like, they didn't have any limitations or understanding on what what was happening before them. So they accused Jesus of casting out demons by the power of Satan. Now, this is really crazy because one of the ways, like I talked about before, you have to understand that there are hired hands and then there are shepherds. And I'm going to go into that scripture in a second as far as what Jesus talked about in John chapter 10. You have to understand the difference between a hired hand and a shepherd. So hired hand, when they're not getting compensated for their services, they depart. A shepherd leads regardless of compensation. Let me repeat that again. When a hired hand loses compensation, they leave. When they lose compensation, they leave. When they don't receive compensation, they leave. If they're not getting affirmed, they leave. If they're not getting encouraged, they leave. But a shepherd stays because he's focused on protecting the sheep. So these Pharisees were not able to discern that there was a shepherd before them because they were the hired hands. This is the reason why we have an illustration where one of the men who was he was blind and the Lord Jesus thank you Lord when the Lord had opened his eyes he went into the temple and the Pharisees were trying to figure out how he gained his sight and they were accusing him of you know they basically were saying all types of things I won't go into all the details you know the story of when the man had healed um, I'm sorry, when Jesus had healed the man who was blind, the man went into the temple and they kicked him out of the temple. Hired hands kick you out of the temple because they were not interested in, this, in, in, in the person's soul. Jesus is the only person, the only one who is truly interested in the soul of a man. Hired hands are not interested in the soul. They only want compensation. So boundaries help you to discern difference. Man-made boundaries do not help you to discern difference. So continuing on, um, we're at verse 27. I want to reread that. And if I am empowered by Satan, what about your own exorcists? They cast out demons too, so they will condemn you for what you said. But if I am casting out demons too, so, I'm sorry, but if I am casting out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. For who is powerful enough to enter the house of a strong man like Satan and plunder his goods? Only someone even stronger, someone who could tie him up and then plunder his house. Now notice what Jesus says here. Anyone who isn't with me opposes me. And anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. 
So I tell you, every sin and blasphemy can be forgiven, except blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, which will never be forgiven. So I'm going to pause there really quickly, because there's a lot in this particular statement. One of the things I want to point out is Jesus draws a line, right? Now, this is really deep and very humbling, because he's pretty much saying, you can say whatever you want about him. You can say whatever you want. You can accuse him of, of whatever. But he, when, it, when it comes to the Holy Spirit, he draws a line. He says, no, you can say whatever you want against the Son of Man. But uh, he doesn't even, he, he says, <laughs> God help you that you say something against the Holy Spirit. He draws the line right there. There's a boundary established that pretty much says, now you're, if you start to say, you can say something about me because you don't have my spirit to be able to truly discern what's going on right before you. But if you if you blaspheme, say blasphemy, commit blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, then that is an eternal sin which can never be forgiven. Continuing on, he says that anyone who speaks against the Son of Man can't be forgiven. But anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven, either in this world or in the world to come. So Jesus draws a line. He draws a line. He says, like, okay, like, pretty much, like, to make it modern, he's saying, like, you can say whatever against me. You know, you can do whatever. But God forbid you do anything against the Holy Spirit. That will never be forgiven now in this world or the world to come. So, one of the things that boundaries do is help you to discern difference. So, when you have a man-made boundary, and I, this is like a whole different topic. I don't want to go too deep into it because I just want to give you the insight of the Pharisees. They created man-made boundaries. Man-made boundaries give you limited visibility. Man-made boundaries give you limited visibility. So, the, the Pharisees were using human instructions and human wisdom to be able to discern things and this is the reason why they were not able to discern the Lord is because they were they, they basically took the commandments and the law of God and added to it and whenever you try to add to what God is doing it actually becomes a cursed work hmm. and if you think I'm lying I encourage you to read Revelation um I believe it's the last, actually the last chapter that basically talks about whoever tries to add or take away, there's, you know, there's consequences for that. So the Pharisees were trying to add to the word of God and trying to basically take away the power of God's word. And this is what happens when you start to go by your own rules and regulations, when you start setting man-made boundaries. This is the reason why you need to uh, spend time with God because God becomes the wall, like the He becomes the wall for you. So what I mean by that is, remember how last week I used the illustration of a house. Whenever you come inside of a house, you shut the door, right? There are walls erected. There's different rooms. There's different places. So within your house, there's things that you can do. But if you go outside your house, there's certain things you just won't do. Like, you know, just to be funny and silly, you won't go outside your house in the wintertime without clothes on because it's freezing outside. 
you just won't go outside. You may end up staying in the house to turn your heat on. So another illustration I want to give you is this, right? And I actually have to give credit to one of the people that, um, you know, in my prior days, it was a big influence to me, which was Les Brown. You know, I'll take this illustration from him. I give him credit. He said that there's a difference between a thermostat and a thermometer. A thermometer simply measures the temperature in the room and it fluctuates based on the surrounding environment. It measures, but it is reactive. It does not do anything other than measure the temperature. On the other hand, a thermostat measures the temperature in a room and then responds based on preset settings. For example, if the temperature becomes too low, it becomes cold, it activates the heat. The heat comes on. The furnace, whatever system you have in your house, the heat comes on. If it's too hot, it turns on the AC. So there's a response. So there's a difference between a thermostat and a thermometer. So one of the things that boundaries do is help you to respond rather than react. So for example, what that looks like real time, if the, if the Pharisees, let's say that they were, like let's just say within the group of Pharisees, there was one person who saw what was going on. They saw the miracles that Jesus was doing. They saw what he was doing and they decided instead of assuming that there was some witchcraft or something else going on if they were to become a little bit more slow right slow down and search the scriptures and pause and and ask the lord personally what's happening right now what am i experiencing is there anything that i'm that he's doing and i'm talking about jesus is is there anything that he's doing that i saw that that david did is there any comparison they would have compared him and what he was doing to what David was doing rather than just continually um, judging him and looking at him and, and not searching and getting insight. So one of the things that, like I said, a thermostat does, is it, it, it responds. So when a person has man-made boundaries, they react because there is no there is no true guardian there is no true wall but when you have the spirit as your boundary which helps you to discern the difference between good and evil what happens is you're able to respond you're able to be more calculated you're able to see what's going on so like for example when you let's say you are on a highway and you're going 75 miles an hour and you are looking for a particular exit if you're going too fast and you're just driving, you may end up missing your exit because, you're, because your speed is just too fast. But if you were to slow down to like, let's say 15 or 20 and pay attention, you would actually be able to see the landmarks and the signs. So one of the things that we want to do as children of God is learn how to adjust our speed. We, some of us move too fast or some of us move too slow. We want to be a people who spend time with God so that we are able to be to be led by His Spirit. And His Spirit will affirm you or let you know, no, this is for you, this is not for you. It will, he, he will let you know. He will let you know. 
he will become the boundary marker for you. His presence becomes the boundary marker. Ultimately, child of God, what we're talking about here is allowing God's presence to set the boundary markers in your life. Because remember how last week I mentioned every gift, calling, and assignment has, it has, um, oh, let me just go back to the exact statement. Hold on one second. Every, every gift, calling, and assignment has a shape, image, and a form. So whenever you allow the Lord to be the one who leads you, what happens is what you do looks like him. It becomes him in the earth. What you do, it looks like Jesus. You don't want to be a person who you just continuously are learning. You're reading all these books. You're watching all these videos. You're going to all these classes, doing all these um, apprenticeships and whatever else. You're doing all these things. But you want to focus on the presence of the Lord and allow him to lead you into the books, the teachings. You don't want to just be doing these things just to do it because it will look like you. It will look like the world. But when you allow the Lord to lead you, it looks like him and it attracts his people towards you. Like, you know, one of the things I was saying, I'll go right back into the message really quick is um, a lot of people will probably say, you're crazy for saying this, but I'm going to say it. Many people, more people are looking for Jesus than you know. Way more people are looking for Jesus than you know. But they're looking, a lot of people are looking to be saved. But what happens is their perception of what Jesus looks like is flawed by, um, I hate to say it, but, you know, by organized, some organized religions. You know, his, their perspective, because what it's a lot of confusion. It's just a lot of confusion out here. There's a lot of different doctrines, concepts, and ideologies. And when people read the scriptures and they look at what Jesus said and did, it looks like a discrepancy between what they're seeing. So, believe it or not, more people are looking for Jesus. They are looking for him. So, I just want to go back to it again, and we're almost done here. So, I want to go back into the difference, because as a child of God, you want to allow the Lord to reveal to you what is before you because that's one of the things that boundaries does it reveals to you what is before you so I'm going to read um, Matthew 7 chapter yeah chapter 7 verses 15 through 24 it says beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep but are really vicious wolves you can identify them by their fruit that is by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit and a bad tree no, oh, I'm sorry. A good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. So I'm going to pause right there really quick. People's actions reveal their location. Let me repeat that again. People's actions reveal their location so you're either on God's side or you're not on God's side there is no in between so continuing on hold on 
Yeah. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. Now pay attention to this, right? This is another way that the Spirit allows you to see difference, because it's deep, right? Pay attention to this. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. Anyone who listens to my teachings and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. So to pause right there really quickly. Notice how the, the Lord makes a distinction between those who are do, doing the will of the Father and those who are not doing the will of the Father. Now, it's interesting because he, like I, I think I said this before, he did not deny their works. They, they said that they cast out demons. They said that they prophesied in his name and they performed miracles. He did not deny that, but he said that he never knew them, which means that there is a distinction between being known and doing work. Mm, mm, mm. So boundaries help you to discern the difference between doing work and being known by God. So one of the ways you can identify yourself and then other people is by looking at the actions. Like if a person only does stuff, like let's say a person is continuously, like they have this ministry, they have this outreach program, they have this... um, you know, give this giveaway or whatever. They're doing all these things and externally it looks like they're doing a lot for God. But when you hang out with the person, they're mean hearted. They they have they're short tempered. They're easily frustrated. They're you know, they cuss or you know, they they doing all these things that are contrary to what you're reading about when you read the scriptures, there it, it's revealing that there may be a um there may be a difference. There may be a difference, you know, and only God can see the heart because, you know, everyone has their, you know, shortcomings. We, you know, all of us fall short of the glory of God, but there should be some distinction between a person who actually is known by God and a person who is just doing work. You know, when you're known by God, these pe- you know, these types of people, they're just loving, genuine, kind-hearted people. And you know, even when things are going hard or people are trying to talk about them, they just have a certain response. Like there's there's this similarity, there's a there's identifiable traits and characteristics by people who are known by God. You know, and it's just it's just true. It's just true. And it's not just about what a person is doing, it's about how they are. God is not interested in all the works that you do. He's interested in why you do it and how you do it. What's your inspiration? He's looking at your heart. So boundaries help you to identify the location of a heart. And we're almost done here because I'm going to close on this one. Um, This is going to be Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 25. Now, I mentioned how we talked about boundaries help you to discern difference boundaries help you to discern difference and these boundaries that we're talking about are God assigned boundaries this whole series what we're talking about is God assigned boundaries not your boundaries God assigned boundaries and what these God assigned God assigned boundaries look like 
is you responding to the instructions and the insight of God on a daily basis. So I'm going to read Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 25, and it says, When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. I'm going to pause there really quick before I go into this. Notice that he calls the prior um, actions and behaviors acts of the flesh, which means that they have no fruit. He makes a distinction. He says that these are acts of the flesh. But when it comes to what the Spirit produces, this is the fruit of the Spirit. So, in other words, the prior are dead things. The latter are alive things. So I'm going to read the latter things. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. So I'm going to conclude here, guys. Remember how I just mentioned that there's a difference between the act of the flesh and the fruit of the Spirit. Acts of the flesh are dead things. They're all leading to death. The Holy Spirit, all those things are leading to life. So boundaries help you to discern the difference between dead things and, and alive things. This is the reason why having fellowship with the Lord is important because you'll be able to discern if you are doing dead things or if you are doing alive things. So I just want to give you an example. I want to give you a, a quick example between something that looks good but it's bad. So I'll give an illustration really quickly. I remember last week I went to this building and I went downstairs and a lady had said I needed a mask to go upstairs into the office. And I was like, oh my goodness, really? I'm like, nobody's really asking for masks anymore. But I'm like, okay, whatever. So I'm like, all right, no problem. And I felt like it was really aggravating because I'm like, anyway, long story short, she was like, oh, maybe you can go into there. Um, into the, like, there was an office, like a dentist's office or something like that. And she was like, maybe they have a mask for you. And I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And then she, the last thing she said to me was, use some charm. Use your charm or whatever and, and, and get it. And I just kind of like, I just looked at it. I was like, okay. <laughs> and I laughed. But when I heard that, I'm like, I'm already a certain way. I'm already kind. I don't have to be charming. Right, And I want you to pay attention to this because kindness and charm can look the same externally, but they have different intentions internally. Externally, charm may look like, oh, this person's being so nice to me. Oh, they treat me with so much, you know, kindness and everything. 
but there's a difference between charm and kindness. Charm is looking for a desired result. Kindness is just looking to give. So when you look at the fruit of the spirit, it's always about what's being given. It's not about what's being received. So charm looks externally, it's actually a form of sorcery. Charm is actually a form of sorcery and witchcraft when being used to gain a certain outcome. So this is the reason why you want to be able to fellowship with the Lord because he will help you to discern the difference between when someone's trying to charm you or when they're being genuinely kind. Because kindness and charm look the same externally, but you as a child of God will have the spirit to be able to let you know if someone's trying to uh, manipulate you or trying to woo you. And this is the reason why, like going back to the thermostat versus thermometer, if you're a person who's more like a, a thermometer, when you get charmed, you let your guard down. You let your guard down and you may start to do things, you may start adjusting who you are. You start adjusting. But when you're a thermostat and you see someone trying to charm you, you become aware, like, hold on, okay, what's, what's really going on? How do I respond to this? You know, you may become more slow and calculated. So anyway, with that being said, we are pretty much done here. You guys, I, I'm, I'm going to share the link to the devotional that has been part of the inspiration for this series. It is on version. I encourage you guys to check it out. But like I said, boundaries help you guys to discern difference. Without boundaries, you, have to, you do not have the ability to discern difference. You know, when you don't have the spirit of God, you're not able to discern the difference between light and darkness because everything looks the same because you're in darkness. If you don't have the light, you are in darkness. Let me make it very clear. It's, it's no in between. There is no, no gray area. You're either in light or you are in darkness. So those of us who do not have the spirit of God, we are living in darkness. There is no, I, I, I can't sugarcoat it. I love you guys. I just want to make that very clear. If you do not have the Spirit of God, you are living in darkness because it says that Jesus is the light of this world. He is the light in the life of men. So when you do not have Jesus, the Holy Spirit inside of you, you do not have his Spirit, you are living in darkness and you are not going to be able to discern difference because everything looks the same in darkness. So that concludes this message, guys. I pray that this message blessed you. Um, I am so excited. We, we, I believe we want to be concluding this series last, next, I said last week, next week um, with Uni Boundaries. This series, I pray that it really has just given you some insight and allowed you to start placing some landmarkers in your life and allow you to become a little bit more calculated with how you respond and deal with things knowing that God is never in a rush. He's never in a hurry. Only thing he's in a hurry to do is love you. He's never in a hurry to do anything else but love you. So as a child of God, you want to have that same mindset. You want to have that same uh, intention. So anyway, with that being said, guys, I thank all of you for joining. We pray that this message blessed you and that you are able to get some insight on setting boundaries in your life and starting to understand the difference between the favor of God and um, the mercy of God and so forth. So with that being said, guys, have a good one. And remember, 
that you are. Hey guys, thank you for tuning into the podcast today. This is the Alpha Talk Tuesday podcast held every Tuesday morning from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We look forward to you joining us next week. Have a wonderful day. And remember that you are Alpha.